Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. 68 teams started the tournament. Only the best have survived. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of all the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. Again, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit with Draw your funds at your own convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TATE when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 at the college basketball team of your choosing. Pulls off the win. That's code TATE, T-A-T-E, to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome in America. God bless Texas State. Yes. That, that is the theme. Yes. It, it was a Pac-12. Everything is bigger in Texas, even the Final Four. It was a Pac-12 theme uh, mm-hmm. for this tournament all the way up until tonight when yes. the Houston Cougars and the Baylor Bears punch their ticket. They're going to the Final Four. They're celebrating in Indianapolis. They're cutting down yes. nets. They're hoisting the trophy, yes. and they're getting on their planes, and yes. they're flying across oh, the street no, to no, their hotel. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. No, the They're going across the hotel and stayed in Indianapolis. Scott Drew finally gets over the hump. You and I, when we started doing this program together, again, welcome everybody, Titus and Tate YouTube. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're going live, obviously. Yes. Uh, send us your questions. We're, we're excited to, to answer any questions, uh, talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. We're going to talk about these two games, first of all. Go One ahead. of the first questions you asked me when we met in real life, and this is a little behind the scenes, you know, we were introduced, someone said, this guy also knows college basketball. You're like, I don't think so. We start talking, and one of the first questions you and I came across was, is Scott Drew yeah. a good coach? We laughed, we cried, we talked about, will we ever have the answer to this question? And today, Mark Titus, we finally do. Yes. The answer is Scott yes. Scott Drew is a good the coach. Answer is yes. The Congratulations four. to Scott Drew. I know you're waiting on us. I know you're waiting on Tate and I to say you're a good coach <laughs> for you to have any faith whatsoever in your coaching abilities. Oh, man. Uh, but, you know, he's got a trophy. He's yep. got. He, I mean, he won the regular season Big Twelve title, but the asterisk, no asterisk. I don't know. He won it in it. People the, forget this, but this is the real <laughs> trophy that he's been waiting for. Penny Hardaway good won the Good for NIT. Penny Hardaway, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a good precursor. Uh, so yeah, Baylor did it. This is that that, that be, kind of became the story of the night. I, I, we just we just saw Baylor uh, uh, beat Arkansas, which yep. uh, Arkansas made it close as they the always cardiac do there for, for a second. Yep. Refs were horrible in this game, by the way. Both ways. Both ways, mm-hmm. but like Note fouled no, out 15 yeah. minutes in a game. I mean, yeah, 14 on, points. And he was killing it. 14 minutes ago in the game. That's uh, I don't love that. I don't love don't that love either. it. But yeah. uh, yeah, the story is certainly Baylor because it's less about tonight, but it's more about the arc of Baylor, the, the body of work, as they say, the 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 run that Scott Drew, the the rebuilding project that that has been talked about over and over and over, and uh, and that's kind of the thing. I mean, we've been, we've been talking about Gonzaga and Baylor all season. Um, and and obviously individually we talk about the the arcs of both of these programs, mm-hmm. 
but uh, it's it, it it is kind of it is kind of amazing. And and we're talking about like this season in particular. That these two teams have been the two best teams all season, and they're on track right now as it stands. A lot can change. Yep. But they're on track to meet in the title game, and uh, th- that you have two programs that have just the, the last twenty years of of these programs yes. have, like culminated in this moment, mm-hmm. and they're all friendly, and the coaches get along, and Jared Butler and Corey Kispert are, are I assume they text each other and they're like, they're good best game, friends, bro. We I assume. assume. I assume yes. Corey Kispert texted Jared Butler. And I was like, good game, bro. And uh, I don't think they've really realized that only one of them can win the title. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's clear. They are both, uh, it's very SEC of them. They're both new bloods. Yeah. So they're hanging out together and they're like, new bloods, we got them. We're knocking off the old, you know, like the blue bloods. We got this whole thing going. But like you said, eventually the two best teams, we hope, fingers crossed, knock on wood, they're going to have a chance to play each other. And I think Baylor in general, yes, Arkansas has been great in this tournament. Arkansas is the prototypical team that makes that run in the second half. Must bust. We call him a sandbagging SOB. Mm-hmm. And that's how he plays. That's how his teams have always played. Arkansas, they go on the run in this game. They scare Baylor enough for me to say, okay, Baylor can handle a scare. They can they can kind of settle things down. And they can say, we're okay, guys. We can figure this out. And it starts with Mitchell. And, and I think you and Dude, I were watching this game. Yeah. We're like, Davion Mitchell, he's the steady hand defensively, yes. offensively for this yes. team. And as much as we love Jared Butler, Mitchell could be the MOP if they end up winning a title. If they end up winning the title, it'll probably be Davion Mitchell as most outstanding player. Which yeah. is, yeah. one, it feels very Illinois 2005 where they have these three guards and you don't know if it's going to be Luther Head or it's going to be D. Brown or it's going to be Darren Williams. But regardless... Something's gonna happen. What's Andy talking about? Andy, like we don't just. Can you say it in fewer characters, buddy? Like we're trying to do a live yeah, show here. I can't, re- I, I, I can't read. I can't read. Had Baylor not here. had the COVID pause, we may have seen the potential huh? of two undefeated teams meeting in the yeah. final oh, four. Yeah. Oh, by the That's way, point, by the way, uh, this is this is a. I'm I'm rarely right about things in this business, and I think I'm right about this. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go down with this ship that. Uh, that when I said thank God that Baylor and and Gonzaga actually didn't play, I was I was at the game. People, you people forget this. I yes. was you outside. I was looking at my phone outside of, of Baker's the, life. Yeah, the Maui Invitational in Asheville, yes. and then you flew up to Indy for this game. I was outside. I grabbed my phone to look at the credentials to get into the Baker's Life Fieldhouse yes. to watch Baylor Gonzaga, and then I saw I had an email. And I was like, oh, I'm sure that email that says game canceled is going to tell me how to get my credit. Wait, mm-hmm. did I say game canceled? Mm-hmm. And then that's how I found out the game was canceled. And uh, I, I I remember saying as the season progressed. Thank God that game didn't happen because if Gonzaga had smoked Baylor, which which I felt like was probably a more likely outcome than the opposite of Baylor smoking Gonzaga, Baylor we fans didn't want to hear that. the allure of this moment. Then this yes. mo- I, it, it doesn't even matter what the outcome would have been. I'm mm-hmm. kind of glad they didn't play because it's mm-hmm. it the, the the hype is there and it could be ruined. Houston could beat Baylor. Uh, Gonzaga could trip up along the way, but it certainly seems like that's where we're going, and that's pretty cool. So, and Josh asked a great, a great question here live. He says, "Will Baylor versus Gonzaga, Gonzaga finally redeem the Mickey Mouseness of this tournament?" Yeah, uh, great point, Josh. And I think definitely yes. Right, we have the two best yeah. teams all season. They play in the final. That's what we were hoping for when you have a tournament. The, so. That there, it, it, it very likely is going to just be a lot of noise mm-hmm. to get the game that we all had circled since November, December, something let's like that. Let's say November. Yeah, it does feel like November. November. Like, I mean, yes. they've been one and two all season. Uh, but let's talk about the games in particular. Once I so, saw Houston play Texas Tech, uh, that's when I was like, it might not be the team this year. <laughs> but from there, yeah, it was Baylor. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, so 60, the, 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 the concern I might have for Baylor, like I, I still believe Gonzaga is a better team than Baylor. Yes. I, like I don't, I don't mean Gonzaga to. Gonzaga is the best team. And like we joke around about tiers, but there literally is a tier for Gonzaga. Yes. And then there's a tier for Baylor. And then then there's a tier for everybody else. And that is 
to give the respect to both those teams because they've earned that. Yes. So uh, the reason why I believe Gonzaga is ba- better than Baylor is because uh, moments like tonight where where Arkansas shoots 63% from the field in, in the first half. Baylor's defense still, like, th- th- we, we said this in the, the, we did a little live thing um, before the game. We said, watch Baylor's defense. That's like, that's that's it. Because that the show. against yeah. Villanova, they brought it. And and especially in the second half. And Davion Mitchell had somehow two, two of the loudest steals that you will ever see in college basketball. It felt like 12 steals. Yes. The stats said two. I don't know how that works against Justin um, Moore. Yeah. yeah, and 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 we we said going into this one, Baylor's D, Baylor can score the basketball. Obviously, they're the best three point shooting team in the country. But what what they what makes them so great is their defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm slightly worried. I'm slightly worried, Tate, that they're they're still just like trying to outscore, which is fine. Like it's going to work, but that's not going to work against Gonzaga. It's not. Like you're not going to be able to outscore Gonzaga. You're going to have mm-hmm. to try to stop Gonzaga. Um, and I'm a little worried about that. Also, I'm a little worried that they do a little too much one-on-one, which like isn't like my old man take. It's just more of like a, I don't, I you know, it's a little bit like, all right, Jared Butler, your turn. You go one, you dribble it thirty times, and then. And we've seen the tournament yeah. enough to know that when you have a team like Gonzaga who seemingly gets easy buckets, you know, in transit, like when another team yeah. is compounding the effects of like we got an easy bucket here, easy bucket here. You took a bad shot, so now we got another easy bucket. That's how Gonzaga plays. And if you're Baylor and you're going ISO one on one after you're giving up these easy buckets, that's how things yeah. get out of hand. And that that's the worst case scenario for Baylor. But I will say in general. They're a tough basketball team. And when Houston, or not Houston, but when uh, Arkansas, Arkansas is making yeah. their run tonight, you saw them get tight a little bit, as you'd expect. But you also saw them kind of lock down on defense and say, this is our calling card. I think maybe going into the Gonzaga game, they're saying to themselves, let's hold them under 80 points. But like, I'm not saying it's possible, but let's just let's let that be our calling card for the night. That's that. There's still a lot of basketball left to be played mm-hmm. to get to that point. So let's. Uh, yep. I guess maybe we shouldn't spend so much time talking about. Yeah, let's a, pull a hypothetical. Let's pull yeah. back. Let's celebrate Baylor in the Final Four. This is something that felt inevitable, oh but my at gosh. the same Scott time, Scott Drew ice bath. We love to see that. <laughs> also, a lot of people on the internet were very upset. Scott Drew apparently had an X Y Z the entire game, and and people at home were, were saying zip your zipper, and it's like, would you say an X Y Z? Examine your zipper. Yeah. Oh. You know. Oh. That, that's what people were saying too, and I'm like, let the is man have his final it? four moment. You Don't know they what I mean? Calling North Carolina X Y Z. Yeah, it's X Y Z. Yeah, examine your zipper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, right? Uh, the people were saying yes. We're, All right, we're getting, listen, we're nuts. I don't know what they say in Indiana. Dude, you were you were in grade school uh, much more recently than I was, so that's, I, I that, forget. That my, is true. That is true. <laughs> I remember just failed until infinity. Uh, Baylor basketball. Scott Drew having this moment. Uh, him in general being able to say, "I made the Final Four. Get this off my back." Haters yeah. be damned. Yeah. I think that was great. And uh, Baylor, he inherited the worst situation in college basketball history. 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 And we in have college to reiterate basketball that. History. Like Scott yes. Drew walked into the worst case scenario. As a reminder, what happened? Uh, a, a former player murdered another player. Yes. Uh, the the head coach at the time, Dave Bliss, covered this up, cover by, it up. Yes. by saying that uh, the 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 former because he, he had been paying. Mm-hmm the player and he he said that he was a drug dealer and that's where the money came from a guy who had been murdered he said my player was a drug dealer that's where all that money and came this from. is what Scott Drew walked me. into when he comes to Baylor basketball and they said good luck here are the yeah. keys and, and that he was, has turned it into yeah. the first final four since 1950 so that, that that is all to say that Scott Drew you know I know he's going to get his flowers right now but like this was unbelievable I mean this is it's, a, it's, two points for the new th- that's what's that's what's interesting is because it's it's simultaneously inevitable 
but also incredible. And like, who, yes. this is, I can't believe we've arrived at this point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. over, over the macro, this is, uh, this is crazy. This is insane mm -hmm. that Scott Drew is finally in a final four. But in this particular season, you're like, duh, Baylor's in the final four. Duh. Yeah. No, that was like the two, like I knew Baylor and Gonzaga yeah. were going to make the final four. Duh. So, uh, yeah, it, it is weird because I, I have to remind myself of, of, of the arc of Scott Drew and, and that we were questioning, is he a good coach? And, uh, dude, how long ago was it that 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 we were talking about? Not necessarily you and I, but like I don't know if we had the podcast yet. But like Scott Drew, they, the the they, they would do polls. To, like they would ask coaches, like who's mm -hmm. cheating in college basketball, and everyone's like Scott Drew. Scott Drew, yeah, yeah. he was like the me. One. The media like would just would kill Scott Drew, and I, I probably did too. I was Scott just, Drew had yeah. John Wall locked up. John Wall was going to Baylor. He was yeah. going to be the point guard. Calipari obviously pulls a you know. A uh, rabbit out is of his own true? hat. Yeah, this is look. Scott Drew went where, to dinner with my parents, where, and he told him this. <laughs> and in uh, in general, like that was the, that's how Scott Drew is viewed. It's like he's doing something to get these top recruits. You know, the Perry Jones of the world, all these guys. Yeah, yeah. And that was what Baylor basketball was. That's eleven years ago now. And they're not even getting the top flight guys. They didn't they're, have their only five stars. Exactly. That's what's so funny is that you they, had the, the, the Scott Drew's a good coach. The Scott Drew of old was have a bunch of five stars, mm -hmm. lose in the elite eight if you're lucky. And get and, and finish have John Ham and say, look at the wingspan of all these kids, right? You know what and I mean? finish That's the finish third in the in the Big Twelve and have Kansas win mm -hmm. it and and have that moment where you're like, uh, <laughs> I feel like it's my fiftieth birthday. <laughs> it's too much one and one, damn yeah, it! Yeah, pass the ball. It's too much one and one. <laughs> it is. Oh, the X Y Josh. Oh, I was told that. he's saying this about X Y Z comment. I mean. Which, uh, I Look, I, I didn't know XYZ was this. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't I, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> I didn't know the internet was so upset about Scott Drew having I was, XYZ. I didn't bully people in high school. If I saw uh, a kid with a zipper down, I'd pull him aside and be say, hey, hey. Uh, XYZ. No, I would say. <laughs> That's what you would say. <laughs> He's like, I got it. Uh, what were we talking about, Scott Drew? Scott Drew. Uh, yeah, the, he, he, the, 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 the Scott Drew Wolves get the five stars mm -hmm. uh, and not and 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 not win anything, frankly. And that was why it was so funny because it's like the guy is, is re, has yes. rebuilt the program, but what does he rebuild it to? They don't win anything. They just win a handful of games and mm -hmm. get people to say, "Wow, what a what a rebuilding job." Uh, and it and it is interesting that now he we've arrived at a point where. He doesn't have any five stars, mm -hmm. and he's in the final four. Not just in the final four. He's got people talking like this is the one team that can beat Gonzaga, and this is this is a national title caliber team, and um, it's cool. That's cool. There were times in this game where you watched Baylor and you said, this is the title team. This is the yep. team that should be in the championship game. This is a championship caliber program, championship caliber team, and that's what Scott Drew was trying to get to. In 2010, they lose to Duke in the Elite Eight. And Duke obviously goes on to win the championship. And there's a lot of Scott Drew, like, what if we should have won this game? We were in this game. And then there's an 11 year period. There's a decade that goes by where you're not yeah. here. You're not even, I mean, obviously you knock on the door a couple of times, but in general, America says, ah, Scott Drew, not the guy, yeah. you know, not the coach I thought he was going to be. Get him out of my face. Move on to Will Wade. That's mm -hmm. who we're looking at now. And Scott Drew is a great basketball coach. Uh, I I have been very impressed. I even said to you tonight, look at Scott Drew coaching during this game. Mm -hmm. I, I judge a lot by teams that they get the rebound off a miss or make, and they look at the sideline like, coach, what are we supposed to do? There's a lot of that with this team and Scott Drew. There's a lot of time and score. There's a lot of understanding. There's a lot of basketball IQ. And that all comes from the top. And uh, Yeah, I will, I will say. I give uh, credit to Scott uh, Drew. For uh, if, if any team... Baylor is one of the handful of teams, I guess, that can go one on one because it is. It doesn't feel as disjointed or as uh, mm -hmm. improvisational, we'll say. Yeah, as yeah, like yeah, other yeah. teams. A lot of teams, when you look up and you're like, are, "Is this the fifth straight possession that a guy's just dribbled forty times?" and mm -hmm. uh, it's like, "This is a disaster." 
Baylor does have the personnel, and they are well coached. So yeah, I, I mean, I guess they can get away with it. What but about I, Doug I will here? say, what was he? What's, we, what's we, get, the, we get a Doug tweet. He says, you know, I just wanted to. Hey, he brings up Homer Drew, and we brought up, you know, Hep Cronin. We're watching, you know, UCLA make the run. Homer Drew in Indiana watching Scott Drew, you know, make a Final Four run. Mm. I mean, that is. If you're a Valpo basketball fan, obviously you love that. And if you're just a basketball fan and, you know, my dad passed ba- basketball down to me. I know yeah. a similar story yourself. I mean, my dad it, never passed. In, uh, when he, he didn't pass. He just he shot. He was like, yeah, Mark, watch shot. this. <laughs> like, Mark, watch this shot, Mark. Uh, <laughs> but in general, <laughs> like, it, it, it's cool to see Homer Drew had this moment. And uh, I think that's been fun, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah, for Scott Drew to make his first Final Four in Indianapolis, State. Yeah. Where he Makes went to sense. college. He's a Hoosier, I think. I don't know. I haven't seen his post-game press conference where he's like, Texas, this yeah. is for you. Yeah, I think he said he's a Texan. Yeah! And, uh, and he he's always been a cowboy. That's what he said. He yeah, loves the he Cowboys. He said Jerry's world is all it's about. Could <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you imagine know, if yeah. you didn't like, understand any of this? You're like, what? Yeah. Like, Scott Drew loves Indiana. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is this, this is, is this too is, deep in the vortex. Uh, but in general, Scott Drew, congratulations. Congratulations to Scott Drew and Baylor, especially coming off of uh, Baylor fans uh, as a whole, the, the university, the, the Baylor basketball fans. The t- the earlier today, losing Man. to UConn uh, in the women's game in the Elite Eight on a, on a questionable, shall we say. So I guess like... I guess if you're a Baylor fan and you're hearing Arkansas fans complain about officiating, you're like, you're like, we just man. dealt with that. We just dealt with it. We just it. saw like, this. We saw the karma worst coming of that. back also, around. Also, you guys were down the entire game. Yeah. 68 teams started the tournament. Only the best have survived. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of all the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. Again, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit with draw your funds at your own convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TATE when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 at the college basketball team of your choosing. Pulls off the win. That's code TATE, T-A-T-E, to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And we're also brought to you by our friends at Paramount Plus. March Madness has returned, and Paramount Plus is the games you don't want to miss. Watch CBS games live on Paramount Plus, including the Final Four and National Championship game on April 5th. Paramount Plus is also the home to year-round sports, including the Masters, PGA Championship, UEFA, Champions League, Europa League, the NFL, and more. Plus, you get breaking news, expert picks, and highlights from all your favorite teams with CBS Sports HQ, a 24-7 sports news network. Visit ParamountPlus.com before March 31st to receive a one-month free trial of Paramount Plus. That's ParamountPlus.com to receive a one-month free trial of Paramount Plus. ParamountPlus.com. Back to Titus and Tate. Do you want to talk about Arkansas briefly? Just uh, the direction of the program? Uh, The must-bus? Are you still on it? I think the answer has to be yes, right? Of course. I think if you're Arkansas, this is a classic ahead-of-schedule moment. You get to the Elite Eight. You're not necessarily expecting that. You're hoping for it, but you're not expecting it. Now, the the, the standard is set. You know, we expect to be making Final Four runs. We expect to be competing for Mm -hmm. national championships. We expect Bill Clinton to be getting tweeted at during games about Arkansas basketball. These are all good things for Arkansas. And then if you're a muscleman, 
I think you learn a little bit from this, you know? Maybe we're a little too hyped up. Maybe we work on but, not getting down yeah. in the first half of every single game that we play in and then trying to fight back. It seems to not be the recipe, but yet we talked about it. He's a sandbagger, so it is kind of the recipe. we got to figure out the sandbagging, though. We what is it? it? What, yeah, what is it about I Mus? Uh, I think it's a little too high energy, maybe a little bit too uh, too much anxiety at the start off games. Dude, I swear they do it on purpose because the Arkansas yeah. comes out and they do the they, they love it throws to, you off. A they love bit. to try to like trap the ball handle. They cross his half court and mm -hmm. they throw two guys out to get the ball. And Baylor was like laughing at them, just saying, "You're you realize if you bring two guys to the guy with the we're ball, we're gonna make half a pass, court, and then yeah, that means we have four on three over there mm -hmm. and watch what happens. It's a numbers next. game. And yeah, we're just it. like dicing them up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and as and Luis pointed. Out. A lot of the people in America are saying uh, Baylor carved him up like a turkey. That's the new term <laughs> uh, when you have the offensive uh, game plan going. So, uh, yeah, our, I, I liked obviously the direction of our. You, this is year two for us, right? Yep. Yeah. This is this is. I, I, I mean, look, Arkansas is a basketball I, school. I, I hope he sticks. Or he's going to, like. It's hard to say with Mus, you know. He's, he's he never sticks around anywhere, but I feel like this has this to feels be, like home. This and feels Sam like home, Pittman, right? the, the football coach at Arkansas, is great. Love Coach Pittman. So where's I've, he going to go? That's better than this. That he's more beloved than this. You know, there was a lot of people that were chirping about IU. I didn't think that really fit, but I do. I mean, if you're a Muslim, the only jobs that really come calling that kind of get you peaked is like a UCLA. Uh, you know, which is obviously handled by Mick Cronin, so that's yeah. not going to happen anytime yeah. soon. A Kentucky. Could happen. Uh, <laughs> lifetime contract. Our Arkansas fans are no. Uh, our, our, I, I disavow that that opinion. I'm kidding, Arkansas I'm kidding, fans. Obviously, just so but clear. like those are the th I, what I'm saying as an Arkansas fan, you feel really secure and settled in the fact that like Must wants to be there. Must has embraced yeah. the history of the program, and Must has gotten you back to the right place in the basketball their, sphere. Their football program is a disaster, right? No, they're getting back. Sam Pittman's getting back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sam I Pittman. I, I didn't mean. I didn't. That wasn't a take. That was like yeah, uh, yeah. I was a genuine question because my perception is that it's not been great sam Pittman is like a a caricature you know in college football and he's also like usually the tight ends coach or the offensive line coach that yeah. like gets the five-star recruits and you're kind of like how did john blake do this that's who sam Pittman is yeah. but now he's at arkansas and he's the head coach and there's promise there all right there's promise all right it's been a, it's been a long road so all in all are arkansas <laughs> fans happy that the must bus stops in lead in 2021 the answer yes. is their answer is a million percent yeah i, I think so I, especially losing to baylor i mean if, if the circumstances are different if, if if arkansas is the team playing oregon state tonight and loses that's and loses, a different maybe story. you're feeling a little yeah. weird about but there's your no kentucky shame fans to losing to kansas state where right. you're like this was all setting up for a final four run what is going on here and at the end of the day arkansas fans you have the caveat of the refs were terrible the refs tonight. were bad the it's refs not, were bad must didn't have a bad yep. game you yep. can't blame us. So. The program didn't have a bad night. Must didn't the have a bad game. Yeah. Refs were bad both ways, yep. which uh, the refs have been bad in college basketball. <sighs> Forever. 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 Uh, but it, it does feel like this tournament, they've been especially bad. And I just wanted to point out to everybody that we are we are missing a handful of refs. Because Teddy they, Valentine. They went to yeah. dinner in downtown Indy. Exactly. And... Uh, and broke protocol and, and i never did you I'd ever think this. that we'd have a day yeah. where people were like bring back tv teddy at least i understand tv teddy you know what i mean there's like a better the devil you know than the devil you don't hate and boy do we know that devil we know Man. him well <laughs> teddy valentine to give you a little background this year as he's teeing up zaire williams who's a freshman phenom he's looking at titus and i he's like this kid is an idiot and we're like teddy will, we're on your side but we're also not on your i side. will live to be a thousand years old god willing and uh -huh. i will never forget ted valentine ending <laughs> zaire williams college career right yes. in front of my very eyes and looking at us yeah. like this kid has no idea we watched zaire williams LOL. play one game at stanford we yep. were like this guy could maybe be the number one pick he's that good and then teddy teddy valentine said 
watch this. Yeah, yeah. He said, <laughs> he you want to see confidence taken away? Watch, watch this. And Zyra <laughs> Williams still didn't get it. He's looking at us. He's like, what's happening? We're like, that's TV Teddy. <laughs> That's uh, what he does. Let's talk about the other game. So uh, Houston beats Oregon State yep. to, to set up this Texas half of the bracket. Uh, Baylor-Houston uh, coming up on Saturday. We could have California versus Texas in the Final Four. If, we could have if, LA versus Texas. Yeah. Right? yeah. Wow. How about that? That was my favorite stat of the day, by the way, that there was like four of the uh, four of the seven teams remaining are from California or Texas. That's, that's like, a great stat. Thanks. That's a great stat. That's a hell of a stat. And it's Pac-12 stat of the day. <laughs> it's only the third time in the last 14 years that Four of the seven have come from two states. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Check the stats. Uh, so Houston, Houston gets it done against Oregon State. Mm -hmm. Very bizarre game. Uh, Oregon State <laughs> scores seventeen points in the first half. Um, Houston's defense out of the gate looked looked incredible, like like it has many times throughout the season. Jarreau had the clamps on Ethan Thompson. Ethan Thompson was a guy that uh, Oregon State fans were were getting louder and louder about us taking him seriously as a Kimba mm -hmm. candidate, and we were looking at each other like, I don't think so. But also, like if Oregon State keeps winning games and he keeps scoring like this, I guess yes, we kind of have I guess, to talk yes. about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, thankfully, Jarreau stepped up and was like, no, I'll take care of this, boys, and, and clamped them down, dude. Yeah. Sasser had a great game, hit five threes. Uh, Marcus Sasser for Houston. Grimes had a great second half, ended up having 13 points in the second half after having five in the first half. But you said it. I mean, Houston comes out of the gates. They are obviously the better team. Yeah. Oregon State, I mean, they have exhausted all of their resources at this point. They have done everything they can to get to the lead. Are you okay? Dude, What's going my, on? My, this chair situation is a bad situation. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I'm trying to figure this out. Go well, ahead. Oregon State, they, they, they exceeded all expectations. Wayne yeah. Tinkle, uh, you know, makes his name known on the national stage. We all see Oregon State now. We don't laugh when we see it. They were picked last to finish in the Pac-12. They make some noise. I think if in general, if you're Oregon State, you take the brand play here. You're happy with it. You've won national championships before in baseball. You're okay. You're not expecting anything here. And if you watch this game as a Beaver, you can tell that you know Houston's are just a better team, right? Like they you don't leave this game saying, man. Yeah, really, yeah, really left one out we there. Thought, we could have won today. Yeah. I, I, I am impressed that they made the run. The one three one zone, the mucking that they did in the second half. They did I'm their impressed. best. They did yeah. their best. They did, yeah. But Houston was the better basketball. Team. And can I just say, because, uh, because the, the, I'm, I'm going to get out ahead of this because Houston has advanced to the final four in a year when I've called them frauds every time Houston has come up on this program. Yes. And people are, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to assume, are going to, to come to me and they're going to say, Mark. You hit or Titus, I guess, is my my name mm -hmm. on this show. Uh, you have said all season that that Houston is a fraud. Explain, reconcile that belief with the reality in front of us that Houston is now in the Final Four. And I'm going to say this first of all, I I I, I uh, mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. hang on. Uh, no, so Houston, I've always believed in Houston's defense. Houston has always played great defense. The, the concern has always been this, Tate, is that Houston has. Uh, <laughs> what do we scored here? I was gonna give New Bloods a point, but not, then I then I decide to waver. Houston's three three they be they had three games this season against NCAA tourney teams. Mm -hmm. Three games. One was against Texas Tech in November. They beat Texas Tech. The other two were against Wichita State, who was a playing uh, was a playing game against an eleven. Lost season. to Drake. Yes, lost yes. to Drake in a playing game. They they beat Texas. Never Tech. good to lose to Drake. They beat Texas Tech in November. They split with Wichita State. That's it. That was the those are the only NCAA tournament teams they played all season until the NCAA tournament rolls around. And what we've seen from them in, them in the NCAA tournament is literally the easiest path to a Final Four we have ever seen in the history of the NCAA tournament ever, ever. That is not my opinion. That is numerical fact. 
That is empirical data. We are a Just Facts podcast. Those are the facts. Uh, and and in the second round, Rutgers had him on the ropes. Geo Baker kind of lost the ball, and and they kind of tensed up and and lost the game. But you know, uh, so that's that. So like, no, I don't really feel like if Houston beats Baylor, I take back everything I've said. Mm-hmm. I take it back. But I want to remind everybody as as we're we're crowning Houston that there was a moment in time when Gonzaga tried to play Houston in the in this season. And Houston said no. This was Houston was coming off a loss to East Carolina, by the way. Yes, they lost to Tulsa, who was eleven and shout 12 out to year. East Carolina because the players after that game said this was the biggest win, biggest upset in the history of basketball. And now that team makes the Final Four, so they have a little bit more credence after that right. because we both were like, "Wait a second, what?" But right, it has some credence. R- okay, all right, Final Four team. Right, Final Four team. Right. Shout out to the Pirates. So uh, they lose to East Carolina, and then mm-hmm. they have this gap in the schedule. And Gonzaga says, "Why don't we? Why don't we play a game?" And they say, "No, we want to play Our Lady of, of the, the Lake. Lake." Yes, Our Lady of the Lake. Mm-hmm. And you, you said you're on board with the fraud. So I, I just want to remind you that you're you're on the ship with. I, I am on the okay, ship. All right. I, I mean, look. As soon as ECU beat Houston, there was a moment where I look at you and say, we got to get them tiered outright. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Houston at that point was like teetering on tier one. And that was a lot, right? That, that did not seem to be something that we could buy into knowing that they lost to ECU. So the fact that Houston got here, I will say in the NCAA tournament, there is a climb. There is a pecking order that you have to get to. Villanova loses in 05 to North Carolina. Probably should have won that game if you go back and watch it. Villanova, Kyle Lowry is unbelievable in that game. 2009, they also lose. Scotty Reynolds gets them in the Final Four. They also lose to North Carolina. 2016, they climb and get their redemption. Scott Drew in 2010, he loses right yeah. on the verge of the Final yeah. Four. He, this time around, it works. The second round, Houston 2018, they get robbed, and Michigan goes to the title game. So I do think that the basketball gods at some level, I'm not saying this team had to be the Final Four team or necessarily deserved it, but I do think the basketball gods looked at it and said Houston's are in the they right de- they deserve Sam- a break Samson's are in the right Samson is such a good basketball coach he's been screwed over so many different times uh, he's a good basketball coach he's, he's a great a, he's a great basketball coach I mean look the Indiana situation we can talk about it I, I always thought it was less than it should be you and I have agreed on that at times but it's still what he was okay all right all right yeah, so here's yeah. the Indiana situation okay and uh yeah for the people at home he, he the, the phone calls were are now legal are now legal. Yes. That's so that my whole part point. of it. That's there, my whole There point. was a little more to it. But I'm going to keep it surface level. Like, I don't, the I don't, situation. Yeah, Let's, yeah, like, okay, all right. The situation there. I'm going to leave it. Just call it a situation. Situation. <laughs> all I'm saying is, Samson, I can understand why the yeah. NCAA tournament basketball gods say, okay, I understand I, this I, guy should I will be give you this, at least, with Samson. Because, like, I, I think the revisionist history with, with the Indiana situation uh, is is such that he was unfairly mm-hmm. fired. I think Samson, it, there was more to it that we don't need to get into because we God knows we spend too much time talking about Indiana on the show anyway. Uh, that that part Larry of it, Brown, by the way. I'm not going to argue that Kelvin Samson should have never been fired or that he should have stayed at whatever. Uh, what I will say is that the fallout from that was egregious. Like the, the, the reaction to Kelvin Sampson, mm-hmm. like people talking about like he'll never coach in basketball again. Should he ever be given a second? Like that was that was insane. Yeah, he and, was the scarlet letter. Yeah, People are especially, like, you're not allowed to that coach That was in anymore. 2008. Fast forward 13 years later. I mean, give, give like if you're power-ranking coaches and scandals they've been involved in, does Kelvin Sampson, what happened in Indiana, even crack your top 50 of what we've seen in college I mean, basketball? the only reason it does <laughs> is because, like you said, the reaction was so loud. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the only reason. And, you know, you pointed out historic. This is the first team to make the Final Four without playing a single-digit seed at yeah, some point. That's a, yeah. I mean, that's... 
It's crazy. So, uh, wow. And anyway, Samson, that that part of it, that redemption part, I, I I will I will say is is awesome for for Kelvin. We that, have that, good coaches in the Final Four: Scott Drew, Kelvin Sampson. I mean, like, it, are the two that we have in so far? I'm like, both those coaches should it be in the Final Four. It doesn't matter who else is going. I mean, it, as we did yesterday, when the four teams advanced to the lead eight on the left side. There's message for the haters all up and down this That's tournament. That's true. That's true. All up and down this tournament. There's a lot of Mark message. Mark Few's got to win the title. Andy Infield's got to yep. prove it wasn't a one-time thing. Jawan Howard has to prove he can be he can coach in college and recruit. And Mick Cronin has to prove he was the right guy for the UCLA job. So, so uh Houston in the first final four since 1984. Does that do anything for you? Does that scratch any itch for you? The 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 go back well, you know, Jawan Howard is bringing back the Fab Five mm-hmm. vibe, as 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 Rostein would say. Which by the way, did Rostein do we have an official video of Rostein uh filming the Houston team in the lo- in the hotel for after tonight? I mean, he's <laughs> like definitely gonna night? go do it. Yeah. Great job. Do we have guys. that video? <laughs> Rostin. Hey, Marcus. <laughs> Q Grimes, my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all like, what's going on, John? How you doing? <laughs> Everyone's like, hey, John. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it does something in the sense that it brings up the the three straight final fours. It reminds you that Houston um, was a perennial powerhouse for, you know, five, six, seven years in the 80s. It also reminds you that college basketball was unbelievable at that time. And if you don't yeah. think so, go look at the rosters of these teams. Uh, I mean, Michael Jordan in 1984 has himself, Kenny the Jet Smith and Brad Darty on his team. And they lose to Dan Dockage and IU. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you look at 83. You got guys like Ralph Sampson that's playing. Akeem Olajuwon. Two of the great. Uh, Patrick Ewing. A guy who's going to win in 1984. Um, even when I see Sampson, I think of Ralph Sampson right now. But, like, in general, you bring up that time of basketball. It's good for the casual fan to say, man, college basketball. That was something then. So, I like Houston doing that. I don't think there's anything beyond that that it really does. Other than to say Houston basketball is quote-unquote back. Um, it does feel like a different, completely different. It's a program. new blood. They're not. A, they're they're not the old version of Houston. Yeah, it, it does. It does weirdly feel like it feels like if you told me that the school folded after the after and then restarted, and then yeah. restarted, I'd be like, yeah, that makes total sense. It, it to me is kind of like a Memphis State Memphis situation where Memphis State was a different iteration of Memphis, right? That Memphis is the new blood, Calipari Memphis, where they go to the OA title game and yeah. now they have this version with Penny and they had the Pastner era. You know, like that's the new blood Memphis. The Memphis State's the blue blood version of it. <laughs> do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy, and that is a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. So go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. We're also brought to you by Homage. Homage is out with their March basketball collection tape featuring, are you ready for this? Right out of the gate, number one bullet point, Loyola products featuring Sister Jean herself. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh. Um, I, they, they did it to troll you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, I think. You, you can you can go to homage.com, get yourself some vintage Michigan gear to show the Big Ten love. Uh, you this can, whole copy is trolling us. What about Sister Beam and now Michigan? I know. Listen, listen. Uh, in an Indiana bubble on an Indiana night is an ode to a popular song and recalls the oddness of this year's tournament. Also, they, they got this shirt. You're going to love this one. Onions! 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 Uh, as we have seen plenty of onions throughout the tournament. So go to homage.com. Go get some shirts. We love these guys. They they, they make Titus and Tate shirts as well. Uh, they're the best. They they if you As I keep saying, every time we talk about homage, if you have an interest in your life, homage probably, probably, I'm not going to guarantee it, but they probably have some merch for it. 
And uh, if not, they definitely have super comfy clothes. So go to homage.com. Go, uh, go, get, go get some homage stuff. Thanks, homage. Someone asked us, is, is how undefeated is Houston given that they never Ooh. really beat? The, the, the best Ooh. team they've beaten all season mm. is Texas Tech. Mm -hmm. By per instant, they've beat. So, the, so I guess Wichita State was an 11. They've beat no. Uh, Rutgers is the best team they've beat by seed in the tournament so far. A 10, 10. Seed. yep. So going all throughout the entire season, the best team by seed that they beat was a six seed, Texas Tech. And that was the only top 10 seed they beat all season. How undefeated does that make them right now? It makes me worried that Baylor could beat them by 20 points yeah. you know, in the next round. That's the only thing that – my only concern with Houston is that, and I do think there's enough pride there um, where they're able to avoid that. But I, it, it does give me a little bit of Oklahoma vibes where, like, they made the the Final Four and they're, like, high-fiving and they're like, this is great. And then yeah. Villanova's like, well, we're trying to win the championship. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, get out of our way while we make our ride. And, You're talking uh, 2016. 2016, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. When they won by 44 points. Villanova, Oklahoma. I, I will say the Houston, the, part of the reason I've, I've doubted Houston all season is that I only really believe in Quentin Grimes as a playmaker. I think mm -hmm. Baylor has a ton of playmakers. I think this is, this is a fantastic matchup for Baylor. Um, and yeah, I, I Jero can muck it up. I think Sasser's got the ability to get 20 points for you, but like you said, Quentin Grimes has to have a game. Like Quentin Grimes has to be yeah. that dude. He has to be the best player on the floor to make it sound, you know, very simplistic. But I think he has the ability to do that. But when you have a guy like Mitchell who can match up with him, I'm going to have to take the Baylor Bears. Uh, but in the meantime, congrats to Houston. This yep. is cool for college basketball. It is cool yeah, to, it's great to for have. It, it's, it's great for Jim Nance, Houston alum. Right? Golf team. Won yeah, a national championship right? at Houston. Is uh, he allowed to call? This is the first Final Four Jim Nance is calling with Houston in it. Yeah, because back then, he, I, I think he was like a, basically calling Houston basketball as like a student was reporter. He, was he there at, at during That's Feisler a good question. I, I think I got to look that up. Yeah, look that up. I, I mean, there's a, a chance that he could have been. I that would make golf a Houston. lot of sense, wouldn't it? Uh, he was very excited to call them into the final four. Um, shout out to my dad for pointing out that he went to Houston. Um, but in general, I, uh, I feel like Jim Nance, th this is the final four where he is, he mm. might be the most locked in America. You know who we know he may give his tide to Houston, Kelvin Sampson, regardless, regardless if they win of, or not. You know what what happens. Like, it's like, I love Houston. Dude, Jim Nance is, he, it just says he went to the University of Houston. It doesn't give me any years. Yeah. He's on the uh, uh, So we got to check. Hold like, on. Now uh, it says his career, his career timeline. He was a studio host, NCAA football and CBS starting in 1985. So he was definitely there before. I mean, I guess you could do age. Jim Nance is, <laughs> this is great. This is great. This, this is, is great. how you this, find information on the Jim internet. Jim Nance guys. is uh, uh, 61. Okay. Hakeem Olajuwon is, how old? He's 58. Kind There's of a chance. Out, There's right? some overlap there. And I think it Jim Nance actually out, covered Houston basketball at one point. Like as a student reporter, I'm I'm not, I mean, obviously you can fact check all this, but regardless, the the story of Jim Nance having his alma mater in the final yeah. four is pretty good. So, so uh yeah, what what else what else do we gotta hit? Shout out shout out to Oregon State. Uh they, they, they did have a great did we see Bud today? I didn't see Bud. I, 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 I mean, we, we, I, we weren't, we will, we will say, like, yeah. we thought this game was going to, we, we have to give credit to Oregon State because we thought this game was going to, we, we, at halftime, we, we said, let's go watch the uh, Baylor UConn women's game. Great game, was, by the way. Shout out awesome. to UConn. So I don't know if they showed Bud during that run, but I never saw Bud today. And I, and I just wanted to call it Dana Jacobson at CBS because I felt like they just used Bud. Bud Ospi, was that his name? Bud, Bud Ossie. And I will Bud say, I, I, I talked to a lot of junk about the casual fans seeing only sister meme, you know, on the faces of all the Loyola players. But today when I'm watching Oregon State, all I saw was Bud Ossie out there. And he's like <laughs> getting in the passing lanes, making plays, uh, 
Man, Dana, um, Dana used him though. I mean, yeah. she did bring him up just to foil Sister just Jean. Just to foil, that was that was his only role. Like yeah. when he got shown on the big screen, Sister Jean saw that and was like, "No." Here we go. Ashley asks us, uh, "Which of tomorrow's Elite Eight matchups are we most excited for?" Oh, here, question, here are Ashley. the games as a reminder: Tate, Gonzaga versus USC, and Michigan versus UCLA. Which one of those games is going to do it for you? I uh, I think I've already said this on the show, but I think that there's potential for USC Gonzaga to be one of those Elite Eight classic games. There's a chance it's an Arizona Illinois 05 type game. Uh, a John Lucas, you know, first, you know, Jameer Nelson in 03, something like when that. When I say classic Elite Eight game, which one comes to mind? You have to pick one. Luke May shot over Kentucky. Yeah, that's I think one. that's the one that's going to come to my that's mind. I mean, one. Christian Leitner is obviously up there as well. What about uh what, what what do we got here from Tom? Tom says if no Pac-12 team makes the Final Four, will we still remember this as the year they dominated in twenty years? Ooh, I don't think so. It's hard. It's hard. I hate to say this yeah. now because like that's all we've talked about this whole tournament. But I think the Pac-12 has to at least get one in, right? And when we look back, we always look at the Final Four. You always kinda... look at the fi- you always look at the T-shirt. Yes, yes. You always look at the logo. You always no one ever does like this was the Elite Eight that year. Yep. No one ever does that. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess th- th- I kind of asked you that question. Your your favorite Elite Eight moment because that kind of dovetails with this well, which is um, what tell me tell me a tournament you remember where like the story of the tournament had nothing to do with one of the final four teams mm-hmm. and i guess steph curry maybe ish but yeah, that there's was a chance that 2008 was but steph that was curry. 08 and then that became the mm-hmm. final four where we had all one seeds you know what i mean yeah yeah and then it was very so i would say like there. that kind of like that sort of and then the, the title game in 08 the, the, there's that game the overtime game with the arizona i would say i would say 2005 counts until uh, the title game until because the title then carolina game. illinois kind of takes the, yeah. but 05 is the greatest elite eight round of all time unbelievable yeah um yeah, like what, what? What? When you think back on a on a singular I mean, Harrison tournament, Harrison hit a shot to go to the final four, three step back three. Uh, Aaron Harrison hit that at what 2014, 2015. Yeah. So there's like moments like that. There's been some no, no, great- no, 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 no. Let me, let me, I'm gonna make the question yes. clear for you. They take out every team that makes the final four. Mm-hmm. There, anything that they did on their run, remove it. Yes. Is there? Tell me a tournament where the 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 story of that tournament had nothing to do with any of those teams. I'm not talking about like mm. obviously there are awesome moments in every tournament. I'm maybe saying George back, Mason. Oh six. They made the final four tape. Oh yeah. Sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I mean yeah. There, there's, so I guess the answer. Yeah, the, the answer because my no. point is the if the Pac-12 no. doesn't make the final four, then I don't see how we're going to look back on this and be like that was the year the Pac-12 dominated because they got like. There's a chance with us having the Pac-12 the update eight. that we say that enough. There's we'll three teams it. in Elite Eight and we kind of ride that stat all the way. But UCLA is the team I think that has to get there. I, I, USC is a bad draw. That's a bad matchup. But like UCLA, yeah. like Oregon State, you didn't expect. I will say this: if you're a Pac-12 apologist, like you're looking at Oregon State, you're like, I'm happy to be here. I don't expect them to win. USC is a bad matchup, and UCLA is like our best shot. Kevin brings up a good point oh, that was with a great Purdue, game. Carson the, the Carson Edwards, Diakite, but show. but again, like I feel like Virginia, like the whole Virginia run. And like the Auburn game is unbelievable. We get the cow guy free throws. We also get the Ty Jerome pass yeah. to Dre Hunter for the three to beat Texas Tech. I mean, every single one of those I would, games. I would is love for the answer to this to be yes, that we will remember the Pac 12, but you got to win one of these games tomorrow. Yeah. And, and I think it's got to be UCLA. USC is the better team, is better than UCLA. They proved that this year and they've, they've proven that the last couple of years. But, uh, I think UCLA is the better they they have because I don't think USC is going to beat Gonzaga. If USC beats Gonzaga and they make the Final Four, I think that is when we get the full like the, the reeling. Right, the, the America is like, what is going on? I here? love this from Colton. Who's got the better shot at the upset, USC or Michigan? <laughs> wow, dismissing UCLA. 
from the jump. I mean, UCLA is a tough matchup. Um, I think USC has the best shot because of Mobley. I really do. And I think it's a bad matchup for Gonzaga. I think there's a weird West Coast power conference edge that comes with that. Um, I could see a moment in time tomorrow where we're looking at each other and we're like, oh, USC is for real. Yeah. You know, these guys... These guys are not messing around, and I yeah. hope that's not the case because I, I think Gonzaga is by far the best team. I think, they but are this too. is a bad matchup. I I I, I want to believe you, but I I don't know. I don't like Gonzaga. The, the like tonight we saw Baylor without Davion Mitchell. They look like a different. I mean, team. me saying all this means it's not going to happen. So if you're a Gonzaga fan, that's good news. But if you came to me after the first round of games and said, "In this region, who are you worried about?" It's like Oregon or USC for Gonzaga. Uh, and obviously they played each other, so now we get USC. Tonight we saw Baylor's a different team without Davion Mitchell, mm -hmm. and you, you take back he gets in foul trouble, he gets removed from the the game in the first half, and they become a different team, Tate. And what I the point I would make about going back to to bring it full circle, there's between Gonzaga and Baylor. There is no one guy on Gonzaga where that's the case. There's it doesn't exist. You could if, if Corey Kisper gets in foul trouble, Gonzaga's fine. They're mm -hmm. they're not as good as the, they would be otherwise. But they have, they're so good that there's not one guy, there's not a heart and soul of the team. There's not a best player. It, it's insane. They're, it is, it's insane it is how a good tight seven man rotation. So maybe yeah. if Timmy gets in trouble, like if Mobley, I, I mean, I talk yourself into it. I love it. I, yeah, Sell the I, game tomorrow. Everyone, uh, I, USC I, I, could not very easily sold on it. You know, USC could very easily be Gonzaga. Tune in tomorrow. Is there anything? Easily. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's sell the game. I guess. Yeah, anyway. I uh, mean, UCLA is going to be fun. I mean, just to look at that matchup. I mean, UCLA. You and I talked about this. Michigan is now uh, officially on the they can win a title line. So UCLA, you're the ultimate underdog. Yeah, you have no pressure really on you. If anything, you're playing with house money. I like the idea of Mick Cronin being able to muck it up. And if you're Jawan Howard, like you're going to have to coach tomorrow. Mick UC Cronin is going to coach. UCLA so. is uh, not as talented quite as Michigan, but close. It's close. It's like they, they have think. They have a lot of talent on <laughs> yes. this team. And, and on John an individual Juzang level. is a legitimate five-star pro prospect. So, this is the the talent Give level between due. a one seed and eleven seed. You'll never see it as, on an individual level. You'll never see it as small as what it is. Who cares if they're so, eleven? It's UCLA. You know well, what I mean? At the end of the day, it's UCLA. Like we we have top flight players that are coming here. Our yeah. worst version of a player is a typical four star at Texas or Baylor or whoever. Like we got the, we got the kids right. I mean, as much as UCLA, we joke about are the players going to come there? How much AAU influence? Like they're they, they have enough to be able to beat Michigan, and they also have a really good coach in Mick Cronin. Uh, we did it, Tate. We 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 got we got rid of the right side of the bracket. It's over. Thank like, God. There is no more right side and left side. I mean, there's <sighs> left side tomorrow, but then at that point, it's the Final Four, and it all comes together, and it's all one. But the right side has been giving us trouble this entire tournament, and we're done with it. Yeah. It's, it's over. The the right side is done. Baylor and Houston are they they've they've emerged. We know Texas that's a, basketball. That's a, that's a great matchup too. Like that's those are two great teams that uh all of the muck that has happened on the right side, it all resulted in a one seed and a two seed. Yeah, in Texas. Mm -hmm. We like that. So I will say, if you're Illinois and you're watching Oregon State play Houston, <laughs> yeah. you're looking at yourselves and you're saying, man, we really got a bad draw we, here because we we are definitely – I'm not saying that it's a guarantee that Illinois would beat Houston by any means, but I'm just saying it, it is one of those games you wish you could be there. Shout out to Chase Bulls, oh, Jeff, yeah. son of Jeff Bulls, uh, asking us if you could have one double-digit seed back in the tournament, who would it be? I, it's Ohio. It's I think right. it's Ohio, yeah. It's OU. I mean uh, – it's it's no I, bias in that answer at all. It's definitely, I would have I would I would have definitely loved to watch Oral Roberts play Baylor tonight. That would have been fun, mm. right? The, yeah. I I I don't I didn't want I didn't want the must bust to lose, but uh, if Oral Roberts Baylor that that could have been pretty fun. 
I mean, my Fader answer, my answer is Rick Pitino and Iona. I think if you want <laughs> chaos, let Rick Pitino bring it. That's an agent of chaos right yeah, there. Yeah, that, that's the guy. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow night after uh, Tate's calling USC over Gonzaga. Say I'm it. not calling it. Say but it. I'm, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. That's all I'll say. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>